Have you ever thought about when something that you thought could carry you, but then it clearly couldn't? I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, probably a teenager, my friends and I, we would climb up on people's uh, houses and roofs and uh, we would find like big piles of snow in the winter, obviously. Here in Denmark, it gets cold in winter and sometimes, not this year. And, you know, we, we would jump out in these piles of snow and we had so much fun this afternoon. We were, you know, climbing up on, you know, schools and all these different roofs and we'd just find a big pile of snow and we'd do flips and jump into this, these piles of snow and it was amazing. And then as we were walking home and, you know, we cold and red and, you know, like it's just been like one of those epic days. As we're walking home, I see this massive pile of snow. I'm like, this is it. I'm gonna climb up and I'm gonna do a big flip and jump into this, this pile of snow. And so I climb up and I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is going to be epic. And so I throw myself off the, off the roof, fall and crash. It turns out that under the snow was a bike rack with hundreds of bicycles lined up and just a few centimeters of snow covering the whole thing. I was lying there broken and bruised, thinking that this was a pile of snow that I could land safely in, only to be absolutely shattered by it. You know, throughout history, we all have moments, whether it's as countries or as individuals, where we experience our own crash. With something that we thought would carry us, it doesn't carry us. Something that we thought was gonna be solid, something that we thought was gonna you know, dampen the blow and whatever it is that we fell off, that it was gonna catch us in that moment and it didn't and we had our own, you know, crash, whether it's a global financial crisis, a Great Depression, a declaration of a, a virus all the way to conflicts around the world. And I think we discover again and again that life is but a vapor. We're here today, gone tomorrow, that the things that we think are so strong, the things that we think are so solid in our lives, really, they're not, they're not that solid. And in these moments, we discover that really, the things that really count, they cannot be counted. I think uh, back in the times as a child, when you dress yourself up as a superhero, and you know, like as long as you, everything's under control, you know, as everything is going according to plan, I mean, you are the strongest, you are faster than a speeding bullet, you can lift houses, you can, you can do whatever it is that you wanna do. I mean, you are, you are in control, but then suddenly something goes wrong. And in that moment, you're like, mommy and daddy, I need help, because you lost control. Everything didn't turn out the way that you thought it was going to be. In Romans chapter 12, verse one, it says, here's, a, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, you're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and walking around life, Place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. I wanna speak a message today that I've called God helping you. God helping you. A lot of translations of this verse actually writes out uh, in view of God's mercy. The, the Greek word for in view of, it, it, it literally means that it has to do with something that's in place because of the presence of something else. In view of God's mercy, because of God's mercy, with God's help, with God's grace. Grace is God's empowering presence. Grace is God that enables us to do what we cannot do in our own strength. Grace is God helping you. It's not like, yeah, I'll do this, God willing, 
yeah, we'll get through this, God willing. No, it's God helping me, we're going to get through this. God helping us, we're going to get through this. You know, we're in an interesting time in our country, in this continent and around the world. And, you know, really, if anything, this, this season, this situation with the coronavirus, it's shown us in, a, in an almost beautiful way how connected the world really is. That something that happened around the world is affecting people all the way around the world. It shows us how connected we are as a human race, for better and for worse. I just pray that it will hopefully be for the better. Yes, viruses, they're contagious, but so is panic. So is fear. So is joy. So is kindness. So is love. Let us choose life. We always have a choice to make. You know, we cannot control what happens to us, but we can control how we will respond and how we will react. To react, it's immediate, it's instinctual, which meaning that it's, it's governed by feelings. It's, it's like you react and there's an emotional release. Uh, it, it, reactions, they're hardly ever thought through. Let's be honest. It's it's, it's reactionary, it's, it's not thought through, and they almost always lead to bad outcomes. When you respond, though, to respond, it is thought through. It is purposeful. It's governed by conviction. Uh, the outcome and the feelings you want to create with your choices, they have been all being considered. We say in our church, we say, choose when you're strong who you want to be when you're weak. I love this thought in our church. Choose when you're strong who you want to be when you are weak. We do this in so many areas in our lives, don't we? We do it in our budgets. In the beginning of the month, we choose when we have a lot of money, how much money we want at the end of the month. We choose that with taking control of our time. You know, we, 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 we control our calendar. We don't let our calendar control us. We, but what about your convictions? What about your relationships? What about with your health? Do we choose when we're strong who we want to be when we are weak? What about your faith? Have you, have you made some choices, some convictions about what is your life going to look like, even in moments of crisis? If these days are showing us anything, it's showing that maybe a lot of us, myself included, maybe a lot of us, we're spending our time and our energy and our focus on things that really don't matter. Really, in the big picture of things. I mean, if anything good was to come out of this season around the world, maybe it's, hey, stay home. <laughs> Don't rush. Hopefully, one of the things that could come out of this is the value of just stop, rest, be present, be with your family, be with your loved ones, look, at, look them in the eyes. You know, quality time. We live in such a rushed culture, such a rushed world. We, I mean, we haven't even taken off to the next appointment. We're already late. We're late in our soul. We have a, you know, this hurry mentality with everything. And it's now, 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 now. If anything good could come out of this season, maybe it could be just the value of rest. How will we respond? Will we respond or will we react? Because how we respond about something, it actually says something about what we believe. Your response says something about your belief. 
I don't know, in your part of the world, but in our part of the world, the moment we heard about, you know, the coronavirus, everyone wanted to buy toilet paper. My goodness. And I mean, I guess it is speaking of an underlying belief that we're going to run out of toilet paper. I don't know. When something hits the fan, I guess we need toilet paper. And everyone's out there getting it. And there's, you know, really, it is, it is saying something about what people, they believe. I know that's on the lighter side, but what about some of the maybe more serious sides of life? We're used to reacting because reaction is about control. It's about stepping in. It's about, I'm going to take control of this situation. Responding waits. We're not comfortable with that because the longer I wait, someone else can take control. The longer I wait, someone, something else can come in. It is actually when you respond as a believer, you're giving space for God's grace rather than trying to control everything and rush. And I think that's the challenge in seasons like this. I mean, these days you have Christians arguing that, hey, we just need to believe. Don't listen to the scientists. We just need to believe. Then you have the, the other side of Christians saying, no, we need to listen to the scientists and you guys are crazy over there just believing. Why does it have to be either or? Why are we in this where it's before and against? Why does it have to be either faith versus science? I don't know about you, but my Bible says that God created the world. That means that he also created science. That means he also created the laws of science. Really, I don't think it's either or. It's not faith versus science. It's faith and science. The Bible encourages us to apply wisdom. We apply faith and wisdom. All the way throughout the Bible, there's a partnership between man and God. It's not all God, but it's not all man. There is this partnership between us. And it's, it's really, it's doing what we know in the natural and then believing God to do what is supernatural. It is, it's working as if everything depends on us but then praying as if everything depends on God. You know, grace is like soap or hand sanitizer these days. You know, it, ha it has to be applied before it works. I can't just have some soap here and go, well, I got soap, I'm clean. No, I got to apply it. I actually have to use it in order for it to have an effect in our lives. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have his own worries. Today, his mercy is new today. We have grace for Today, it is the same principle at play here. The grace is available for us when needed and used. Grace is available when needed and used. Proverbs tells us that wisdom is standing at the gates. Wisdom, it cries out at the crossroads. It means the places where wisdom is needed, in entry and exit, at the place of choosing, at the crossroads, those places, wisdom is waiting there. We so often we say, you know, I'll do this once I have this, once I have that. Don't wait for the grace. Grace is available the moment you need it. You first have to step out. God has gifted you, so he has graced you. God has skilled you, so he has strengthened you. He didn't just make you like this and then use you like that. No, no, no. He has given you what you need in order to live this life out. God's grace, that is God's helping you, remember? Grace is God helping you. God's grace, it is a perfect match for your weakness. God's grace, it is a perfect match for your challenge. God's grace is a perfect match for your situation right now. God's grace, it's a perfect match 
for your opportunity. God's great, it is God's helping you. It is a perfect match for anything that you might be facing this week and in your season. That's why the grace of God so often makes it, it almost makes, makes like people who are applying the grace of God, it makes it almost easy when we look at them. We're like, how can they do it so easy? You know when someone's really good at something? You see a football player, you see a, a, an athlete or a musician, an entertainer, and you see them in their element and you're like, man, it looks so effortless. It looks so easy. No, they're just doing what they're graced to do. They're in their, what we would call grace zone. You know, I, I see some people in my world and the, the way they do parenting, it looks effortless. The way they run their business, it looks effortless. The way they lead, it looks effortless. The way they create, it looks effortless. Right now, I'm surrounded by a team that are doing amazing in, in filming this and creating this for you guys out there, and it looks effortless. But if I was to do this, I would look like a bull in a china shop because it's not my grace zone. Every single one of us, we have been graced for a specific task, for whatever it is that God, He has given us. So what do we do in these troubled times? What do we do in these, this season and situation? You know, every child has this moment, and you might remember the moment when they suddenly realize daddy is not the strongest in the world. It, 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 you know, it's horrible to admit it. You know, my, my, our kids, they are 10, 9, and 5, and at least one of them still believes I'm the strongest in the world. But, you know, having that moment where suddenly you, you go, daddy? I, I, daddy, you, I thought you could carry the house. You told me you could carry our house. And suddenly you can't even carry the table, you know? And it, there was that, like, mommy? Like, there, there was that when the, the imagination it suddenly cracks when you realize that someone wasn't what you thought it was going to be. And what do we do when the things that we trusted fails? What do we do in this season when what we thought we had thrown everything at and we thought that was going to hold us? Hey, we're safe. No harm. We're good. And suddenly it all comes crackling down. Just within a few weeks, our world has been turned upside down. So many of the things we trusted, so many of the, the things that we had as safeguards have disappeared. Uh, we're filming right now from a country we've shut our borders and you know we're doing everything we can in the natural to to defeat this thing but what do we do in those moments when the things that we trusted it seems to not work and you know I talk about that we do what we do in the natural and I want to encourage you really do what you can in this season like real practical with the coronavirus I, I, I just want to encourage you you know wherever you are just, just do what you need to do in the natural. I, I want to encourage you, listen to your government, listen to the health officials, make sure that you are, you know, you go online and get the latest updates with, you know, hygiene and, and you know, whatever is needed in your country and what your country is encouraging you to do. But when all of that has been said and done, all the natural, you know, we have done and we've been faithful with that, I want to ask you about your faith. Your faith, where do you place your faith? Because your faith is about your identity. Your faith is about your soul's peace. You know, I can, I can do everything I can do in natural. You know, I, I can put, uh, you know, I can put antibacterial gel on my hands, but my faith is not in that. If that gel fails, it's not like my identity has failed. No, my faith is in something bigger than antibacterial gel. Like my faith is in something bigger than banks. Why? Because banks can be shaken. Governments can be shaken. Nations can be shaken. Our faith has to be in something bigger than all those things. Our faith has to be in something that cannot 
be shaken. Something that it always has been and something that always will be. Our faith isn't something so much greater. God helping you. God helping you. And these moments, they show us again, we need help. We're not Superman. Mommy, Daddy, it failed. We thought we had everything under control. We need help. We need help. And these moments, again, we've seen it time and time again, global crises that sweep our nations, that just remind us we are not in control. So how will we respond? When, uh, when, when I woke up the, the day that we got told that the borders were shutting down, our kids were coming home from school, I, I, I woke up with this verse. Um, because obviously, as leader of a faith community, the question is, how will we be responding? And I, and, I, and I could just clearly hear the Apostle Paul's words from Romans 8, 31, where he says, how will we respond? What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who then can be against us? What an amazing statement. What then is our response to these things? If God is for us, who then can be against us? One of my favorite authors, C.S. Lewis, he said it like this, we can ignore even pleasure, but pain, it, is, it insists upon being attended to. You know, if, if, you, if you hurt yourself, you know, you slam your thumb, it's like, ah, you know, it grabs your attention. Pain insists on being attended to. God whispers to us in our pleasures. He speaks in our conscience, but he shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. God can use this situation to get our attention. He can use this crisis around the world because he's opening his arms and he's offering our help. He says, hey, God helping you. God, he's offering his help to every single one of us. Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. We know that he works all things for good. You know, this verse has so often been used that we just have a bad day. And it's like, hey, you know, God can work everything together for good. You know, close the door, shut, you know, open a window, you know. And it's like just taken out of context. And yes, God is able to bless you, you know, materially. Yes, God is able to bless you physically. Yes, God is able to turn this into a comfortable situation for people. Of course, he's able to. But really, this verse it's not just talking about earthly comfort. When, when, when Paul, he says that God is able to work everything together for good, he's talking about the closeness to Jesus. He's talking about this situation can be used to enhance and to intensify your relationship to God for a closer fellowship with God, but also a closer fellowship to the community around you a closer fellowship to your family, a closer fellowship to, you know, to the people, your loved ones in your world, and, and also to bear the good fruit of what it means to follow Jesus. I mean, I don't know about you, I'm home the next few weeks with my kids. I mean, if there was anything that's going to teach me patience, if there was anything that's going to help me develop the fruit of the Spirit, hello, God is using this to develop us. I want to just encourage you, you know, God helping you. God helping you. Lean into His grace. Lean into His presence. Lean in to Him. 